The Productive Woman, Episode 127. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks so much for joining me. In this episode, we're going to continue the Dream to Done mini-series that I started recently by talking this time about some of the steps to actually accomplishing the goals that we've set for ourselves. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 127. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. Now, I've been using and loving their great online accounting software for a few months now, and I I really love what it's done to help me manage the money side of my business. Well, now they've got an all-new platform that makes what they offer even better, and they're offering a free 30-day trial to the Productive Woman listeners who sign up by going to freshbooks.com slash woman. Those of you who run your own small business, who are maybe freelancers or solopreneurs, you owe it to yourselves to check it out and see what it can do to help you. I mean, these days, it's become more and more popular for at least in the United States, for people to be self-employed, to run their own businesses. Maybe it's because of the area that I am in with podcasting and stuff, but I have, have met more and more people who are launching out on their own, leaving corporate America and doing something uh, that, you know, pursuing their dreams uh, for a business. And it's grown a long way from back in the day when it was kind of seemed kind of looked down on, like you maybe couldn't cut it in corporate America. Well, the trend is growing in this country, and it's expected that by 2020, over 40% of the United States workforce will be self-employed people. And that's it's very popular among millennials who uh, are very inclined that way. But a lot of the systems that are in place, the infrastructure and the institutions that support business aren't necessarily set up for self-employed business owners. So FreshBooks is among those companies that has innovated, that are stepping up to provide new solutions for freelancers and small business owners in this market. And it's been redesigned from the ground up and custom built for exactly the way you want to run your business. So it really is a simple way to be more productive, more organized, and most importantly, for the health of any business, get paid more quickly. The thing you need to remember if you're interested in this at all, if you are a a business person or thinking about launching a business, is that getting started on FreshBooks is extremely simple, even if you're not a numbers person. I am not. I'm a word person, and money, you know, numbers are not my thing, but FreshBooks makes it very, very easy. It's so easy to use. And yet it's packed full of powerful features that business women and men need. Uh, if, if you want to collect money and manage your money and do all those things, you can create and send professional-looking invoices in seconds and have them customized with your own logo, your, your business's logo and the colors. Have it look the way you want and send it out very quickly. You can set it up to receive online payments so that when your customers receive the invoice, it comes as an email and they can click right on that email and pay with a credit card or 
or PayPal or whatever ways that you've set up for them. You can see that your client has received the invoice so you know kind of where it is in the system. The FreshBooks dashboard is just amazing. It gives you a, a one-glance look at how your business is doing, what invoices are outstanding, what your income is, what your expenses are, and all of those sorts of things. It offers a time tracking for those who bill their customers or clients based on the time that you spend on the business and has a really great app for your smartphone that has lots of functionality for you to manage your business accounting right from your smartphone. As I said, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to the Productive Woman listeners. And if you're running a business and you're thinking this might work for you, check it out. To claim your free trial, just go to freshbooks.com woman and then enter the Productive Woman in the How Did You Hear About Us section. If you give it a try, would you let me know and let me know what you think of it? I, you know, it certainly has worked well for me, but I'm interested to know what you think about it. And thanks so much to FreshBooks for supporting the productive woman. All right, let's get into our topic. So we're carrying on with the Dream to Done mini series. Uh, in episode 125, we talked about some of the things that hold us back from pursuing our dreams keeping in mind that for us, it, the way we talk about productivity in the productive woman community, it's about more than checking boxes on a to-do list. It's about making a life that matters. And that includes pursuing our dreams, going after those, those things that are important to us. So we talked about some of the things that hold us back from that. Then in episode 126, we talked a little bit about the difference between a dream and a goal and how to turn a dream into a goal that can actually be actionable. This time we're going to go a little deeper into looking at what to do once we have created a goal, once we've set um, you know, created a smart goal. We talked a little bit about that last time, how to make time to take action on it and how to motivate ourselves to keep going until we've completed it. So let's get into that. Just as a reminder, what does it, uh, what does a goal need in order for you to achieve it and know that you did? Um, and this is a little bit of a reiteration of what we talked about last time, but in order for a goal to be something that we can achieve and know we've achieved it, it has first to, to be articulated in a way that makes it very clear when it's been achieved. So it has to have a clearly defined outcome. Second, it has to be worthwhile to you. You have to believe it's worth the effort to achieve it. And finally, it has to be within your abilities, which can include abilities that you can acquire or learn or develop. It has, you're not stuck with what you know as you sit here today, but it, in the bigger picture, has to be something that is realistic and something that you can accomplish with either what you know now or what you can learn and the resources that are available to you. So once you've identified a goal that is those things, that you've articulated it in a way that makes it clear what it, your outcome is, it's worthwhile enough to you so that you it's worth the effort that it's going to take to pursue it and it's within the abilities that you now possess or you can, can acquire, then it comes to making time to actually work on the goal, to do the tasks necessary to achieve this goal that you've set for yourself. And there are a few things to think about in terms of making that time. 
If it's if you're not doing anything about it, then it's probably not a priority. And I want to talk about kind of managing the, that kind of thinking in the future or in a future episode. But assuming that this is a goal that you are committed to, that you believe it's worthwhile and you're, you really want to accomplish it, you have to make time to work on it. You have to take action. Otherwise, it's just a dream. And and we're not talking about dreams now. We're talking about goals, things that we're taking action on. So in order to make the time to do the things necessary to achieve it, first of all, it, it you need to manage your calendar. You need to evaluate how you're spending your time and whether the way you're spending your time is consistent with your values and the, this goal that you've set for yourself, the other goals. And we've talked about this in the past in prior episodes about being aware, about awareness being the first step to accomplishing things, being aware of what we're actually doing with our time. And so maybe this is a good time for you to to do one of those weeks where you track your time and what you're actually doing each day. Um, how you're spending your days and your evenings, and and then evaluate that as to whether it's consistent with what's really important to you and whether it's moving you toward the goals that you've set for yourself. So awareness of how you're spending your time, awareness of what your values are, what are your guiding principles. We talked about this way, way back at the beginning in one of the beginning episodes of The Productive Woman, identifying your guiding principles, those, those values that, that guide you, that provide the touchstone for the way you live your life. What's really important to you? And does your calendar reflect that? So step one, evaluating how you're, you know, keeping track of how you're spending your time and looking at it, evaluating whether it's moving you forward in a way that you want to go. Then it becomes a a matter of creating the space in your calendar for the steps you have to take to achieve this goal that you want to achieve. And that comes with kind of several options as you look at the various activities that you're doing, whether you're going to delete something, whether you're going to delegate something or defer it until later. So how does that process work? You look at your the activities that are filling up your days and your evenings because you've decided you want to create space in your schedule to work on this goal. That usually means something else is going to have to go. Uh, most of us are pretty busy um, with our um, with all the things that we've got going, both work, personal, family, and those sorts of things. So what's on your calendar that you can delete? What are you doing that is not consistent with your values? Can you change your work schedule? Can you resign from certain committees or do different things? But what's on your calendar that can be taken off to make space for the things that matter to you the most? What are you doing that maybe somebody else could be doing? That's the delegate piece of it. And this is true whether it's at work or at home. A lot of times we spend a lot of time, um, you know, doing things that maybe other people could do that uh, instead of using our time where it's best used for the things that only we can do. Um, the other piece is to defer or the other option is to defer, to say, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to do it now and move this obligation, this committee, this ongoing commitment. Um, you're going to defer it to later. And so that's, that takes some thought and it can be a challenge. And, and there are a lot of things to think about 
when you're looking at, at your calendar and trying to make space to work on this goal that matters to you. Um, and when we talk about delegating, you know, what if you have no one to delegate to? A lot of us feel like that's the case, that, you know, we have all these things to do and there isn't anybody else to ask. We don't have a secretary or an assistant or a housekeeper or whatever, but we're talking about a goal that we've set to quantify, to move us toward um, achieving something that we've dreamed of. In the last episode, we talked about making the case for it, and we'll talk about that again, but we've determined that this is something important to us. Whatever it is, whether it's a, you know, a business objective or a personal objective or a family objective, all we're talking about in this episode assumes that we've gone through that process of evaluating and choosing a goal that really is meaningful to us. And if that's true then there is time for us to do something about it if we're willing to set aside the things maybe that matter less. And so if you need help, you know, maybe, maybe that you don't have a family member that can take it on. Can you pay somebody to do something? Can you pay someone to clean your house once a week or once every other week to buy you a couple of hours a week to work on your goal? Can you, um, you know, pay someone to do other things so that you have time to work on what matters to you. It's really important to look very honestly at the way you spend your time. And that's why I suggested earlier that you consider, uh, you know, tracking it for a week or so and really looking at what you're doing and what, and think about this, what are you doing because you think nobody else will do it right. And I'm using air quotes there. Are there home tasks that you do um, that you feel like you have to do it because other people won't do it right? Are there tasks at work that you're doing that really other people are competent to do, but you don't think they'll do it right, and so you hang on to those and you're spending time on those? Think about that and think about whether that attitude is serving you. Is it moving you toward the life that you want, toward the, uh, the goal that you, that you have set for yourself? Some of the things that we do in life, the quality really, really matters. In other cases, what matters is that it gets done. And the examples that came to mind for me as I was thinking about this are things like washing dishes or loading the dishwasher or folding clothes. Those are some things at home that for many years, I always did them because I was the one who did them right. And if somebody else did it, and I mean, it's a joke that I've, I saw somebody on Facebook, some, a joke about this, about, um, you know, guys saying, well, I load the dishwasher and then mom comes in and redoes the whole thing because I, you know, I did it wrong in her eyes. We do that, ladies. We have in our mind that there is a right way to do certain things, um, and so we end up doing it because we know it'll get done right. But is that really the best use of your time? Our children can learn to wash dishes. Uh, our children can learn to load the dishwasher. Our children can learn to fold clothes. Our spouses can do those things as well. For me, a, a similar 
thing is at my law practice, there are certain things that my secretary is there and could do them, but I, I like it done the way that I do it, the way I set up certain letters, you know, just format them. And so I hesitate to to ask her to do it that way. And so I just do it myself. But that's not the highest and best use of my, of my time. And the fact is, these are the kinds of things that what matters is that it gets done. It doesn't matter that it get done exactly the way we think it should get done. And so look at your schedule and see if there are some things like that that you've been holding on to that you could hand off to other members of your family or other t- members of the team at, at the office. What things are, on the other hand, are you doing that simply don't need to get done or maybe that don't need to get done as often? And nobody can, you know, set that up for you or make those decisions for you. But, you know, whatever things you're doing, maybe you have a routine of certain ways you clean at home or certain activities that you do at the office that maybe don't need to be done at all certain reports that you run all the time or, you know, I don't, whatever your job might be, or cleaning the exterior windows of the house. How often does that need to get done? I, you know, nobody can decide that for you for your house. But if you're looking for time to spend on this goal that you've set for yourself, consider whether you are spending time doing things that could be done maybe less often and you could use that time in a better way. Uh, you know, as I was thinking about this, I thought, how often do we use the, I need to, I need to do this thing. I'm the one that has to do it or, or it has to get done, um, as an excuse, whether conscious or not to not do something that's truly important to us, but really scary. I mean, the truth is Each of us has a finite number of minutes, of hours, of days in our life, and we can choose what to do with them. And so I challenge you, as I am challenging myself, because I've got some goals that I'm working toward that are scary for me, but they're important to me. And I, boy, my bathroom is never cleaner than when I have scheduled time that I'm going to write. Uh, work on a novel that I want to write because that's a scary process for me. And when I, when it comes time to sit down and do that or some of the other things that I want to work on, suddenly it becomes very, very important that my bathroom get cleaned right now and that I must be the one to do it because nobody else can do it as well. So I'm guilty of this. And I, I don't say any of this to sort of beat up on myself or on you or anything, but I'm saying... I truly believe no matter how many hats we wear as women, no matter how many commitments we have, no matter how many people are relying on us, there is enough time to do the things that really matter if we are willing to carve that time out. And the first step is looking honestly at what we're doing and why we're doing it and whether we need to be doing it or whether some of it can be set aside or delegated to someone else, we can enlist someone else's help, whether paid or not paid, or can be deferred to do later, to create the space in our calendar to do work on these things that matter to us. I think if your schedule is too full to pursue your dream, then maybe your schedule is too full. And so my question to you, my challenge to you, and I'm looking at myself as I'm saying this, 
is what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to let go of to make the time and the space and the energy for that thing you've dreamed of to make that happen? So we look at our calendar, we go through and we're honest with ourselves and evaluate uh, what really matters and what we're doing and what's consistent with our values and our priorities. And we carve out time. We set, start pruning things out of our schedule to make time for this thing we've decided we're going to pursue. And then the next step is to actually schedule time to work on that project. And how much time that is, is going to depend on your stage of life and your other obligations. You know, we can't all just carve out weeks at a time to work on some project that we want to do. So you have to look and, and honestly evaluate what can you commit to your goal? 30 minutes a day, two hours once a week, um, you know, what, what will work for you? The, I don't think the amount of time matters as much as consistency. So figure out what you can allocate to this dream and then put it on your calendar. Make an appointment with yourself and honor it. I mean, we could talk about the damage that we do to our relationship with ourself by not honoring those commitments we make to ourselves. And this is something I'm going to confess that I've struggled with, that I will make a point, have, have in the past made appointments with myself to work on certain projects that I wanted to do and not kept those commitments. And that makes it harder going forward to trust myself that I'm actually going to do these things. You know, it goes back to, I think it was, you know, episode 125, we talked a little bit about our lack of trust in ourselves to actually do the things we've committed to do for ourselves. We're very trustworthy for other people. Now we need to learn to be trustworthy to ourselves. So write that time in. Decide today you know, whatever day, how much time you will allocate to working on this goal that you've set for yourself, write it on your calendar and commit to honoring that deadline, that, or not that deadline, but that commitment. And that goes to, uh, you know, I'm thinking of deadlines because that's the next thing I wanted to talk about. We're scheduling time on our calendar to work on this goal. Um, that's a different thing than setting deadlines. And I wanted to just touch briefly on um, deadlines for the goals that we set for ourselves. I talked a little bit last time about SMART goals and the T in SMART is time-bound. And most of the time people think of that in terms of it's got a deadline associated with it. But not all deadlines are particularly helpful. There are two kinds of deadlines. There are real deadlines and there are made-up deadlines. A real deadline, usually it comes externally. There's some circumstance that creates this deadline. So for instance, you say you've got a dream to write a novel and your goal is to, as part of that dream, is to submit uh, your manuscript to a contest so you can get some feedback. There's going to be a real deadline there because there will be a date by which you've got to submit. Uh, another example would be if your dream is a new career. Uh, and so the goal you've set for yourself is to apply for a new job that has opened up. There, there's going to be a real deadline there. The company has set a, a 
deadline for submissions or applications for that job, and that's a real deadline. So when you're dealing with real deadlines that are created like that, that, that actually there really is a kind of a drop-dead date when this thing has to happen, maybe you, your dream is to develop a speaking uh, career or ministry and so you've been um, asked to speak at a conference or a workshop or something, and you've got a deadline to get your presentation prepared. It's got to be ready, you know, the date of the event. So that's a real deadline. When you're dealing with real deadlines, it's important as you're scheduling time to work on it that you um, build in some cushion to allow for life to happen. Most of us have, you know, we, we can be very organized in scheduling our time, and yet things can happen to intervene. The unexpected comes. So don't wait until the last minute to accomplish it, but schedule time well in advance. And we'll talk about this more later. The other kind of deadlines are what I call made-up ones. So, for example, going back to the examples we used before, if your dream is to write a novel uh, you set a goal to finish it, and you want because you were told, you know, Laura said it's got to be a smart goal, and and that's what everybody says, and that means it's got to be time bound. So I'm I my goal is to finish it by November one of this year. That's a totally made up deadline. That's just one you set for yourself. Another example, maybe you, your dream is to start your own business, and so as a part of that, you set a goal to launch your website by, you know, April tenth. Uh, maybe another example is your, your dream is to have a strong, healthy, fit body of a comfortable size. So you've set a goal to lose X pounds by, you know, by March, whatever. These are all made up deadlines. And there is one theory of setting goals that it's important to set these, set a deadline for yourself if there's not some outside source of a deadline. And I can see that, and I've always thought that's the case, but I'm rethinking that. I think these made-up deadlines can sabotage us because our mind knows it's not real. Nothing's going to happen if I don't meet that deadline. I'm not going to, you know, nobody's going to smack me in the head, you know. I'm not going to miss out on anything because I've just arbitrarily assigned this deadline to it. Yet we feel badly when we if if we don't meet them, and so it can get into this cycle. Going back to that thing of not trusting ourselves, so we 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 tend to think that well, if I don't have a deadline, I won't accomplish it. But that doesn't have to be true. And w one of the things that I'm thinking about a, a different way of thinking of smart goals of the time bound piece, the T in smart goals, is instead of setting an arbitrary deadline where there isn't any real rationale for why that date should be picked is instead schedule a specific amount of time to work on it regularly. Um, so, you know, that goes back to what we talked about a minute ago. I'm going to work on this 30 minutes each day or one hour, five days a week or two hours on Saturdays or whatever. That can make it time bound as well, if you've scheduled a specific amount of time to work on it regularly. Similarly, in, if, if your goal is a weight loss one, for instance, um, instead of setting a, a date that you're going to lose X pounds by, maybe just make a commitment to yourself that you're going to eat healthy each day and you're going to work out you know, X times per week for however long it takes to achieve that goal. You commit 
a, the specific time to that goal. You write those appointments with yourself on your calendar and you keep that commitment until the goal is accomplished. That I think is a better way of dealing with it than making up deadlines. But I'd be interested in your thoughts to see if, if you think that would work for you as well. All right, so that's the managing your calendar part of making time to work on uh, the steps that you've broken out for your goal. The other piece is staying motivated and focused. And I just wanted to touch on that briefly. We'll go into this more later. I actually did an episode in the past about motivation, and I'll link to that in the show notes here. But a big part of creating achievable goals and actually achieving them is knowing yourself, knowing what motivates you. Are you self-directed or externally motivated? Do you find satisfaction in completing something for its own sake, or do you need the acknowledgement or celebration of other people? Are you okay with doing things simply because you want to do them, or do you need to feel somehow like it's for the greater good? Knowing those things about yourself will help you as you craft your goals in a way that that meets that you know personal need of yours, the the way what motivates you. The important thing about staying motivated is, is always to remember your why. Um, we talked about before the importance of understanding of why you want to do this thing, whatever it is, uh, that you have a conviction in your heart that it is worthwhile, the, the, that you like the reason why you want to do it. It doesn't matter what other people think about that, but you need to have a why. Um, and write it down or create a vision board or some way keep it in front of you, like we talked about in the past. Build that case for it. Why do you want the, to, this goal? Why this? Why you? And why now? Know those things, write them down, and put them where you'll see it to remind you when things get hard or challenging or boring. Be uh, Another piece of staying motivated and focused is being real, uh, realistic up front about the amount of time it's going to take you to get from here to there, whatever that goal is. Um, not, not expect to accomplish something huge in a, in a really short period of time, but be realistic, keeping in mind the other commitments you've made, the people you care about, the things that you need to do in addition to this. Better to, to make consistent amount, small amounts of progress over a longer period of time than to, to uh, set an unrealistic expectation that you can't meet and be discouraged. And definitely, though, give yourself credit for those small steps. Maybe create a tracking chart. If you're writing a novel, maybe have a chart that you check off each page that you write or each chapter that you write or something that you can see and give yourself credit for that. We think that if we're not doing something big and splashy and making huge leaps, that it's, you know, we're not doing anything. But that's not true. We need to learn to, to keep that motivation going by realizing every small step you take gets you that much closer to where you want to be. Um, and an another thing that can be really helpful in staying motivated, and I'd encourage you to consider this, is finding um, an accountability partner and an advisor. And they might be the same person, they might be different pe people. But people who are supportive, who are optimistic, they, they believe in you, but they're realistic and they have common sense, um, especially if you're looking for an advisor, if you're moving into an area that you don't have a huge amount of experience in, 
um, you might want to find someone who knows more about it than you, who will come alongside you. And if you find that right person, they can share their experience and their knowledge. They can brainstorm ideas and solutions to the obstacles that you face. They can talk you off your ledge when you're, you know, you're, you're feeling like giving up and they can provide perspective that we can lose. We can get so lost in the weeds of this project that we're working on that we can't see the big picture anymore. So look for an advisor but and for an accountability partner. And again, it might be the same person, might be two different people. Uh, an accountability partner might be somebody who's working toward the same goal or a similar one. So, you know, if you're um, trying to lose weight and get healthier, maybe you've got a friend or a family member who is pursuing that same goal and you can encourage each other. You can hold each other accountable. Uh, if you're you're looking for a job or a new job, maybe you've got a friend who is in the same situation. You can support and encourage each other. You want to start a blog. Uh, maybe you've got some, you know, someone who, um, who also wants to do that, you can support and encourage and hold each other accountable. Maybe it'll be a close family member or a friend who has no, doesn't share that interest, but who's good at being honest, but supportive. It might be somebody that you meet with regularly in person or virtually to check in with them. Uh, one woman who was, uh, who has been in a couple of the past, um, productive woman masterminds, she was working on a job search and she had an accountability partner, a friend who she each day, I think she would email or text her plan for the day, just a the two or three things that she was going to get done that day on that job search. And this person would just kind of hold her accountable. That can be very, very helpful. If you don't have somebody locally, you might be able to find somebody in the productive woman community who would be, um, you could connect with to be accountability partners to each other. Feel free to, you know, put a post in the Facebook group about that um, to see if anybody's interested in, in being accountability partners. Some people find a lot of value in a paid mastermind. Uh, I certainly have uh, found value in that. The investment of money and the time motivates you to show up and to do the work. And the weekly check-in with like-minded women or men, if, if you know it's that kind of mastermind, that can provide you with encouragement to keep going, ideas for when you're stuck, and accountability if you're externally motivated. And that's certainly me. I, you know, it's just funny to me how I will do things to avoid disappointing somebody else that I won't do just for myself. And so having that accountability of a, whether it's a, a partner or a, a mastermind group is huge for me to accomplish the things that uh, are important to me. And like I said, you can form a mastermind of people that you know, that you just come together and support and encourage each other and hold each other accountable, or you can join a paid mastermind. Uh, obviously, we've got the Productive Woman Masterminds. Those uh, the, those are productivity-oriented, helping uh, the members kind of move towards accomplishing goals that matter to them and, and those sorts of things. The current groups are full and in session, but I will be starting new groups in probably late April or early May. Those are forming now, so feel free to visit theproductivewoman.com slash mastermind. That's the Work With Me page on the website, and you can learn more about that. 
But um, it doesn't have to be, obviously, the productive woman mastermind. It may be something around a particular interest. If your goals relate to starting or growing uh, your business, consider masterminding with Natalie Ekdahl. I'll put links in the show notes to her bizchicks.com website. Um, she's a, a huge source of encouragement and ideas and support, and her masterminds are really well run. If uh, you have part of one of your goals has to do with um, developing a, a public speaking skill, consider Carol Cox. She does a kind of uh, mastermind or group coaching program that's worth looking into. And I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes for that as well. The, the point is to find someone to encourage you, to help you brainstorm solutions, and to hold you accountable. It's amazing what a difference that can make. If you've been stuck in accomplishing your goal, consider finding an accountability partner or finding or forming a mastermind group um, to, to do that. So those are a couple of thoughts that I wanted to share with you in terms of actually achieving the goals that we set for ourselves, managing our calendars, making the time to work on it, uh, and getting the support and encouragement and, that we need to stay motivated and focused. We'll talk more in future episodes about that, but what do you think? I, I'd love to know what's your biggest challenge when it comes to making time to take action toward accomplishing your goals. Did I touch on one of them in this episode or is there something else? Um, I, share Share your thoughts on that either in the comments section of the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 127, or post a comment or question in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. If you're not there, if you're not a member already, I hope you'll join us and, and be part of the conversations there. There's lots of great stuff going on there. Um, if you would like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. Uh, I, I always want to remind you that if you enjoy the podcast, uh, I've been so thrilled at the way the community has been growing in the last months and more and more women and, and some great guys as well, but a lot of women have been finding the podcast and the, the Facebook group and those things. And I love that. I, I'm so excited to grow this community, to find new ways that I can uh, help us help each other. But if you want to help grow and spread the word, you can do that by telling your friends, any friends that you have that maybe are interested in accomplishing the things they care about and making a life that matters. Show them how to subscribe to The Productive Woman and invite them to join the Facebook group. Uh, I always appreciate the feedback that comes through emails and through uh, through the Facebook group. And for those who will leave re reviews in iTunes, I want to give a special thank you to Sunshine SL, I think it is, SI from the United States, who recently left a really nice review in iTunes. Um, it's a, kind of a long one, but um, she, she said... Um, 
she's been listening to the podcast for several months and it's been a real encouragement. She says, when I first started listening, I felt stuck in my life and was desperate for some sound advice as well as practical tips to get unstuck and move forward. I'd been listening to several productivity related podcasts before I found the productive woman. And while they were upbeat and encouraging, they seemed too rah-rah and I felt they focused more on how to be productive, but didn't equally cover why they felt superficial. That's where Laura's podcast came in. It was a breath of fresh air because she sounded genuine and open. She was honest and real. Her show felt human. Um, She makes it clear that productivity is a tool for living a life that matters. And that's a message I need to be reminded of time and time again. And as a side note, so do I. That's why I keep reminding us about all. Um, there's more to be said. You can see it if you go into iTunes, you'll see. But I want to thank you, Sunshine SI, for this very, very kind review. She ended by saying, even my husband appreciates you and your podcast because of the change he sees in me. Thank you to you and to your husband for the kind words. So that's pretty much it. Um, I don't forget to check out our sponsor, Fresh Books, and take advantage of their special offer of a free 30-day unrestricted trial of their uh, outstanding cloud accounting software. Visit, visit freshbooks.com woman and enter the productive woman in their how did you hear about us section. And thank you so much to Fresh Books for supporting the productive woman. That really is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Um, Let me know if there was something in it that you found that was helpful. It's uh, encouraging to me to hear from you. Uh, I welcome your ideas uh, for how I can make the show more helpful to you. And uh, in the meantime, I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.